Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Locked and Loaded JDM, a Canadian and Toronto-based podcast. I'm your host, Jay Clay, and the purpose of this podcast is to share my passion and joy of JDM car culture, and how other things like anime and gaming have had an amazing influence on my life and others I know. I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoy sharing this with you guys. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's your boy Jamal, aka J Clay, and you're in for another episode of Locked and Loaded JDM, the podcast. Uh, in this episode, I basically have a podcast uh, discussing car chat with some friends, uh, my friend George and my friend Ryan. Um, earlier that day, they came over to my place and we had some good times test driving my 2016 Subaru WRX with its new modifications. Um, I'm not too sure if I've actually probably talked about it as of yet but uh, I recently purchased an access port a cob access port for my car and I have a cat back exhaust as well as an intake Uh, honestly it was just an amazing experience to see their reactions to the car because they both got to test drive it and uh, I also got to test drive my friend George's 1990 NA Miata that was a great experience honestly um, that car is so underrated I, I even underrated it Um, or underestimated it actually so it was just an an awesome experience to drive something like that and even with the uh, top down on it because of the convertible uh, convertible roof so it it was a great experience and then after that we had some car chat and you know car chat is always good times so I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, stay tuned for a lot more take care Hi everyone, it's uh, your boy Jamal, aka J Clay, and we're in for another episode of Locked and Loaded JDM, the podcast. I'm here with my friend George and Ryan. Uh, George, Ryan, welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great to have you guys. We had a fun day, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, I guess we'll start off by just talking about uh, the fact that I've done a few modifications to my WRX. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to my YouTube channel, but as I indicated, I want to emphasize that on my car, my daily, my 2016 WRX, I want to be OEM plus. So I don't want it just to be stock. I want it to be, um, a a signifier or an emphasis, an emphasizer of who I am and how I like to drive my cars modified. Um, I currently have a Cobb access port, um, and to be perfectly honest with you, both of you guys, Ryan and George, uh, were key supporters of me getting the access port to make sure that, you know, the tune was right. Um, with my intake. Uh, you yeah, you guys, you guys. You told them that? Yeah. Right. Friends, don't let, friends don't let friends drive stock. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, Jamal came up to me and was like, yo, George, I'm going to get the intake kit, right? The yeah. stage one, yeah. right? I was like, you have an access port yet? He's like, nah, you don't need one. I was like, no, man, yeah. you need <laughs> one. You need that yeah. phrase. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And yeah. to be perfectly honest with you, um, I think that's one thing I... I think all of us would tell any of anybody who's listening here, um, re- doing your research is key. Like if you don't do your research, you could end up in the, in the shitter <laughs> with your car and you want to enjoy your car. Right. Yeah. I think it's all about different applications. Like I think catted versus catalyst is the perfect example. My car run catalyst. 
Uh, no issues. I have external wastegates. Mm-hmm. In, internal. A very strong motor. Yeah. Very strong motor. Everything's forged internally. Mm-hmm. But uh, not so much on the WRX. No, unfortunately not. Like, um, And I think you have actually emphasized on that as well, George, that the, the Boxer engine is a very sensitive engine. Um, I, I, I personally, based on my research, listening to other YouTubers, other uh, tuners, uh, whether it's Toge tuning or even um, people at JSpec, uh, they've, they've all emphasized that uh, you have to be very careful. Without an access port doing mods, you could definitely run into some knock on the, on the, on the motor um, and then just pretty much not being able to enjoy your car anymore. And that would not be a good thing. So that's what we're trying to avoid. So yeah, you guys helped me with the access port. I'm really grateful for that. Um, and as well, uh, to sur- what I surprised you guys both with uh, earlier this week is I went back to that same uh, parts place, JSpec, and I purchased an NVIDIA N1 dual-tip in- um, catback exhaust. Uh, so you got, I, we went for a rip. We all, you, Both of you guys went for a, a rip today. Uh, and luckily, I have an, a nice area where, you know, we're not disturbing any neighbors. We're just enjoying driving the cars. Um, what did you guys think? Uh, George, let's start with you. I think, okay, here, here's my take. The FA motor, that one in Jamal, much, much more modern, much, much more refined versus the EJ. Different, very different, like, personality, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in Jamal's car, even from a, like when you just did the stage one, just the intake without the exhaust, mm-hmm. I really felt that. like the more refined modern car power band is just like, it's just that, that much more well built, right? Which I got to give you dads for that, bro. You, you <laughs> helped me that night. We're in the cold doing that. And, and yeah, actually yeah. George, happy was, to do it. George was actually the one I should yeah, have been, but yeah. he said, no worries. Yeah. He was under the car yeah. taking apart things. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, just guide it through. Yeah. Don't worry. I got yeah. you. So yeah. I appreciate that. No, it was fun. I, honestly, anytime, man. Like yeah. when they went to downpipe, I'll come, I'll come and help you out. Uh, anytime uh, for your car too, bro. But I think honestly, at the end of the day, Japanese people are the smartest people on the planet. One of the smartest people. And Subaru are one of those innovations. I don't know if you guys heard how they develop cars. I'm going to track back for a second. Mm. When they developed the BRZ, right? Mm. When they developed the new WRX, they simulated different road conditions. They own a mountain that's hidden that you cannot be it cannot be found but this is insider information but you cannot be found on the map or anything really so you go out through an underground tunnel and you go through a mountain range it's just a super owned twisty and they simulate different road conditions so when design any subaru car this even the ascent even the cross track they put that in mind right Mm -hmm. of the different conditions that when they bring the vehicle to different area of the country Mm -hmm. that's why they're adventure ready doesn't matter where you are canada cold temperature doesn't matter right so I think my point is, as long as you follow the the engineers and how they think, right? Like when you modify your cars, as long as you take that into consideration, mm-hmm. just keep in mind, like Subaru, when they develop those cars, mm-hmm. like out of the box, it's ready to go. But if you, you know, take the precautions, do your research and follow the philosophy, you can bring the power level up like really reliably and like, you know, like, and I think with Jamal's car now, it's like what I think it should have been, right? From a, yeah. to, they... Did the WRX as an appeal to the masses? Yes. But how? What's the percentage of people that really want a WRX enthusiast? Right. Yeah. They yeah. want the car out of the box like this. Yes. Yeah. But there's so many restrictions, and it's a cost thing too, right? Mm-hmm. It probably would have drive the MSRP up by a lot more, right? Of course. And keep in mind the SDI competition. Well, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna build something over the STI, right? But right. The, oh. it has been definitely said that 
if you're looking for a car, as you say, out of the box that you want to be able to personalize, and what I mean by that is to modify to your own specifications, the WRX is the way to go. If you want to get a car that is more, again, out of the box, already ready to kind of push, uh, and you don't have to do as much modifications, go with the SDI. It's, it's, the, it's a more all-around track car, the suspension, the, the differential, the transmission. I, I do appeal to the EJ motor, of course, but I honestly think, based on what I've heard and what I've currently done so far, modifying the WRX, you can bring it really to the STI um, like power specifications, at least past stock, stock STI very easily with very, very little mods. And I think I, I'm actually very appreciative of the fact that that's the case. It's, it's literally like it's literally like when you're playing a video game. Let's take uh, God of War, for example, and you mm -hmm. find that secret chest mm -hmm. and, and you unlock the chest. You knew that chest was there. You just needed to find it. Right. And it, it wasn't it wasn't something that was unattainable. And I, that's why I, I find that this car is a really good base if you want to be a tuner. But at the same a, a, like a, a tuner specific kind of car enthusiast um but at the same time still have a decent daily driver that's not like <laughs> quote unquote reaping you on gas <laughs> unpopular opinion though i think the wrx is more superior than the sdi yeah. hear me out for a second just the engine alone the okay. fa when they when they designed it every single little bug in the ej25 uh, in the ej motor yeah. that's like a weak point or like with the bearing issue where everything has been engineered out of on the FA direct injection. It's like, it's, it's a strong, it's a stronger engine. Mm -hmm. If you all, it's more modern, like less problems. You can get power much easier. And again, I think like the behavior is different, right? Mm -hmm. So honestly, after like even experience with the WRX, I think it's more superior, right? Like okay. they, they tone it down in the sense it's not superior as in obviously the chassis mm -hmm. versus the STI. You don't get the bracing. You don't get Brembo's. You don't get, you don't get all these suspension and diff like advanced in that sense. Mm -hmm. But from a, Powertrain from a motor perspective, right? Just from the even that six speed, how nice that six speed shifts, right? Like I, Ryan, I think you. Yeah, like, it was very, that. very nice and smooth. Yeah, um, how how did you find it, Ryan? Uh, I will say this: power band. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I love yeah. the torque bands. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the cob, it's uh, as you know, I kept dropping it into third gear yeah. and just <laughs> gunning it yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, I think it made all of us smile. <laughs> yeah, I saw you that. from ear to ear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that great throttle response, um, especially with the cob. Um, exhaust had nice, nice tune to it as well. Mm -hmm. so, it wasn't droney as uh, no. most people are worried yeah, about with exhaust, yeah, which is which is very important. Um, so I had uh, Remus on mine. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, also no drone, but that thing sounded like a V eight mm -hmm. on a straight six. So this is a uh, 2008 335. Literally one of the earliest yeah, 8 yeah, and 54. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's funny how you said like, okay, they brought out the WRX, but they didn't engineer it to be quote unquote better than the SDI. Same thing with BMW. They had a twin turbo sports car, but you can't outclass the M3. So they had to, they had to make it less. Um, but a couple of, uh, you know, an access port, um, or JB4 for yeah. the BMW yeah. guys. Yeah. Puts that thing at over 400 horses. Uh, so. That's it. Very, that's all you need to get over 400 that's horses? All you need. And what, what's it stocks? 
Uh, it's 300. Okay, the fact re-rated, it's 300. But if you put that thing on the dyno, it's probably at least 320. Okay. 325. It's a, a German It's a German thing to do. Okay, but on only an access port, just changing a tune will bring it up to 400? You safely? You just increase the boost. Well, safely as uh, in... Safe. It'll run, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah. Well, on the N54, is the good thing about those is they had, like, forged internals. So yeah. it was a very safe, yeah. very strong motor. Mm -hmm. So you could do that, no problem. Like, okay. 100 extra horsepower and no problem. Okay. okay. Like, what is the issue, though, like, with the N54? Like, I know it wasn't internal. Was it, like, just how the turbo was pushing the power in or the cooling? or no, like the, the N54, it wasn't actually the motor itself. I'd say it's the accessories around it. Okay. So, like, high-pressure high mm. uh, fuel pump would go... The water pump, it was electric. BMW made them plastic and electric mm. as opposed to mechanical, which mm. is uh, much more reliable. Um, but they also did it for cost. I guess yeah. at that time, that's yeah. when the financial crisis was out back in yeah. 2008. Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. What, like, did they have aftermarket solutions, though? That's You know how, like, Porsche, they have IMS bearing issues, right? With the mm -hmm. 996s, yep. right? You, you, you get it replacing, you're good to go. Is it the same case with the N54? Well, the BMW's solution was to in introduce, they call it programming, so they would reduce the output mm. of the engine mm. from the factory. Um, that was an actual recall on that car. So if really? You yeah, if you didn't actually go in for the recall, then... Your car was good as is, but to avoid warranty issues, if you didn't take the recall, mm. then you wouldn't really have a warranty. Can I can I rant really quickly about sure. German engineering? Yeah, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. Fantastic engineers, the best of the engineer from a performance standpoint, right? I like agree. they know exactly. Like you, they know if you drive you a German car, if you drive my, like the GTI, like honestly, like any, I drove like a Mark Six GTI. It blew yeah. me away. It yeah. blew me away. Yeah, drove a Mark Seven, like. Like, honestly, like, I cropped my pants. Like, it was so fast. Yeah. It was crazy. Really? It feels amazing. Volkswagen's a little GTIs, different. GTIs, um, they do Mark feel 7 nice. feels amazing. Yeah. It's, it almost feels as fast as the R. The R is different. It feels different. The Golf R feels... The power delivery is different, but the, the GTI is fast. Like, faster than WRX. I never thought it was... Really? Faster than... the yeah, feels boring. faster than the WRX. Yeah, it's well, it's, really uh, uh, well, it's, it's, it's a lot wider, wider. Yeah. So... It is. It's zippy. It's it's more maneuverable. So sorry. My point is the German. Every single German car I've driven, even like an E ninety um, three three twenty five I that I drove manual in Lexus, yeah. felt amazing. But from a, I guess a stress reliability. test reliability yeah. stress test standpoint, that's not their focus, and that never was their focus. Like yeah. from a even you're just a European thing, right? I feel like because when BMW worked with Toyota to develop that Supra. They had to gone through so many like like obstacles mm -hmm, because yeah. Toyota's like this doesn't fit our standard. This doesn't fit our standard. And then BMW's like no 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 cost cost cost. We can't yeah. we can't have both performance or cost. But then right that's kind of that's why like Toyota is is mark is marketing their reliability. You know how crazy Toyota is. That's their brand. You know how crazy Toyota is. They do okay. Six Sigma on everything. You know what Six yeah. Sigma is? No, I've never. never. You literally it's quality control. Quality control. Quality control. Yeah. But that's not just in the process. It's in from an engineering development perspective. Okay. Marketing, finance, everything. Yeah. Every project they go through, they go back and say, what do we do? Yeah. How do we do better? What do we do wrong? Every single step. Every, that's why it's like even their product cycle yeah. so long, but the product's always reliable. That's their bread and butter, right? Yeah, I think um, I'm not 100% certain on this, but I think it's to get Six Sigma certification, yeah. you have to have like 
it's X amount of failures per million, yeah. and they hit that every oh, really? single time below a certain mark. Every single lineup. Yeah. Every single area. Hmm. I didn't. I, I that that's actually news that, to me. That's what really. Six Sigma is. It's a quality control. Okay. But that has its limitation too. Yeah. You can't be building like you can't pump up products like that. It's cost, right? It's, cost. it's expensive. That's why Toyotas are the most like expensive Japanese cars out there right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Corollas are market. pretty expensive uh, among the the Econobox cars. Yeah. Have you seen like what the new Camrys cost? They're insane. They're like fifty grand. I or think something. so. Yeah, yeah. legit for, for a Camry. Though. Yeah, like you're talking about Toyota. Camrys don't but, look like Camrys anymore, though. I'll say that they I, what they what they've done yeah. in terms of. And I guess going to jump now to how most Japanese manufacturers are trying to kind of, in my opinion, catch up to kind of German engineering. They're trying to put luxury into the, the Okana box car. Infinity tagline, luxury should be lived in. Yeah, and, that, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. And there you go. Look at Mazda. Even yeah, your, yeah. look at how, how the way, like... How much evolved from Cynthia's generation yeah. to yeah. yours? That's literally yeah. two years difference. Yeah, so we're Look we're we're going, yeah. um, folks, from uh, the 2011 Mazda three to uh, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll I'll say that, that car. It, it it there's yeah. the dramatic, just not just the fascia, the interior, everything feels a lot more comfortable in your car than it did, in, in a three year difference. Yeah. And I think that's, that's as I said, that's what most newer cars are trying to strive for. As you said, um, like Infinity, uh, with they, 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 quote unquote, they are those Infinity Q cars were Skylines uh, on, on the onset. But they're trying to kind of bring it to the same level as like what Lexuses are, um, closer to what the BMWs are, because they want to be part of that kind of entourage. And... As you said with the Camry, I don't feel a Camry is a Camry anymore. A Camry is a combination of a Toyota Chaser, an Aristo, and a Lexus all in one. The the grill itself looks very similar to the um, the new ISs. Yeah. You want to know why? I'll jump in really quickly. It's a consumer preference perspective. In two thousand nine, in Canada, the study goes fifty fifty sedan SUV. That's the preference in the mass. Okay. In 2019, it's 80-20. So in that Camry, they have more time for product development because it's more of a niche now. So like it's, you know, like that's what that 20% is looking for. Before the Camrys mm -hmm. were for the 50%, for the masses, they could make it generic. But if they make it this 20% generic, this 20% won't buy that car. Won't buy the mid-size sedan car, right? Okay. I didn't know that. You need to keep up with the market trend. That's the crazy part. That's why... Like Aston Martin's coming with SUVs, man. I didn't know that. And then sick, yep. the new Aston you know about SUV yeah, is crazy. That? No. That's why Porsche's it's three. The new, um, they have, I think, two new. Uh, so F1 has uh, yeah. Aston Martin as safety cars now this year. Yeah. yeah. In addition to Mercedes, and I think the medical car, yeah. they share it, is uh, the Aston Martin SUV. Really? And yeah. it's amazing to drive, apparently. It's amazing. On the track, amazing. Yeah. You both sound like you would like love to have a Lamborghini Urus. <laughs> Actually, I would. I would. <laughs> I saw one yesterday. I, I would get the Audi, though. Honestly, I would just get the Audi the Q8. RS Q8 is... is I would literally just get that. It's the exact same, except would, for what Audi wants Lamborghini. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Same company. You're going to hate so. me, but Audi's my favorite German thing, man. Uh, it's, there's no hate. Be best. He, you know, actually, he wants an oh, Audi yeah. R8. I wouldn't mind an R8. A V10. All. all I want is a 2008 
gave it shifter V8. Silver, that's all I want. That's all I want. Like, honestly, German, you know like, German car, like... So, I saw this video on YouTube. <laughs> uh, on, I saw this video on YouTube, and those R8s, the 2008s, have a, a, a failure at the front end where part of the frame cracks. No! Right? The car gets written off. Here's the thing, though. Um, I saw some guy on YouTube... I can't remember the channel anymore. It was a long time ago. I will I, find it. I have to say two years ago. This guy picked up the car for 10 grand. Mm. It was written off 2008. Mm -hmm. Salvage title, right? Salvage yeah. title. Yeah. Motor, everything is fine. It's just it was written off because of the frame damage mm. and the frame was yeah. cracked. So essentially the front end is coming Yeah, off. structural damage. Structural damage, right? Yeah. The guy ends up welding everything together. Mm -hmm reinforcing it with, it with more steels yep. gets it certified and he has an R8 for like 20 grand. 10 grand even if he put in 10 yeah. grand of work to do exactly it's so call worth it, it. Call it 10 then 20 putting 20 grand yeah. is worth it exactly. holy smokes because so, that was a what a $150,000 car when it came out no it was worth 100,000 because the V10 was a $150,000 yeah. car okay that's a Lamborghini V10 right yeah basically it was the basically. Gallardo Gallardo V10, V10. Yeah. okay okay yeah. now okay. it's the Huracan V10 Oh, that's but crazy. then you just yeah. buy an R8 because the Hur like yeah. the there's just like a supercharger kit that you can put on that V10. Yeah, and it's apparently super easy to install, and it's 150 horsepower. Boom, like that. Yeah. There's a smoking tire episode that um, Matt Ferrer drove yeah. drove it. It scared him, and, it, and, <laughs> yeah. and honestly, wow. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, um, sorry guys. There was one thing just to kind of close off the WRX. We didn't actually close it off. So yes, what was the most um, I guess. Uh, memorable moment for you about the WRX. So the thing that you most liked it was a power band that you were indicating. Yeah, I I like the the how much torque the, the access port gave everything yeah. and like with the combination obviously of the intake. Yeah, and you both have the, driven the car before these things, so yeah, you, you yeah, know. yeah. Oh yeah, no, for sure. The 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 torque band for sure is what did it for me. It's okay. You know, right. good stuff. It's got a sweet spot anytime you want to downshift, especially on the highway. Oh, yeah. They're passing anyone. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It can handle it. It can yeah. handle it. George, what, what was the most uh, memorable thing or thing that you liked about it? For me, I think, honestly, it's like, I think for us, it's like sound, right? Me, I'm, I'm a big sound guy. Yeah. I really, really appreciate when, you know, the noises cars make, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's why, for me, EV is like, eh, it's fast, <laughs> yeah. but I've driven a Model S it's it's fast. I'll give it that, but yeah. you yeah. don't get the same kind of feeling connection, right? Yeah. For me, your car is. I feel more connected. I, the talk, the car talks to me more. The more sound that you can hear, mm -hmm. the more you know what the car is doing. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. You hear the turbo spooling. You hear like the car's happy. That's that's, that's <laughs> it's telling you it's, it's doing its thing. You know? That actually it's singing. Like, you know? I, I think we should coin a phrase. We're gonna make a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we know your when you your sound of your car is good. You know your car is happy. Yeah. No, that that's a good thing. Yeah, okay. I, I personally speaking, yes. I, I love the I love all those things. I love the fact that you could drop a gear, especially in third gear, and, and that that three thousand RPM range. Yeah. Well, actually, even lower. I'd say probably be twenty five hundred to three thousand RPM range, where the car just really goes and mm -hmm. it's like it literally says, "Okay, press press full throttle," and you want to. And then when you hear the turbo spooling on the twin scroll, and then you hear the the, the bypass valve and the external wastegate, it just. It, it, you're revving with the car. And I think that's the best thing about it. Uh, and folks, I just want to let you know that, you know, 
it, it is maybe called locked and loaded JDM, but that is because I have a preference of JDM cards. But I, I, I do love all cards, so hands down, we're going to be talking about all types of cards, even Korean cards. Just <laughs> no, we're not talking Korean cards. <laughs> Kia, we're just joking. Um, and Hyundai, we're joking. Stinger's good. Stinger, Stinger's good too. I'll jump in. Stinger. Stinger's good. Four wheel drive. Four wheel drive twin turbo. I drove the G. I think they call the GT4 package. I'm pretty sure with the like the Nardo gray. Yeah. We. I had a. I had a test. That thing's a rocket. Yeah. And and the shifter feels German. Yeah, I heard it's a the, dual clutch. The as dual well. clutch feels like a Volkswagen dual clutch. Like, yeah. So you're saying that uh, the Korean cars are are, are are stepping up their game. I did notice it when they brought out the Genesis. They were stepping up their game. You know, I think. I think the Stinger all, brought it to the next yeah, level. Yeah, I think. I think. For the most part, all manufacturers are going to have to step up their game and have more standard features. I think if you look at the Mazda 3 once again, um, everything, like backup camera, all this stuff is standard. Mm. I understand a lot of it now is government regulation, but even prior to regulation, they were bringing that out um, when that is a super premium option. And like you go and get a luxury car, you know, Previously to regulation, you have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Now you have model like base cars, base entry cars that you can get all of that with, like Bluetooth, Navi, you know, backup camera at their <laughs> cheap prices. I comparatively, think, I think I think I think what's kind of also influencing what you're saying as well is the time is the era that we grew up in because. We when we when we knew base cars, True. base cars, base cars back in the day used to be cars with a cranking window. <laughs> I have one oh, with no AC. With no AC. <laughs> yeah. AC. Oh yeah, you do. I remember that AC, AC was an option. You I have, have AC, AC though. It's a Miata, right? It's a decked out Miata, so it has the roof rack. No, sorry, the luggage rack and yeah. AC. So you have AC. Yeah. My Nissan 240SX, no AC, crank windows. I actually changed everything. Uh, no power locks. I, I put power locks. I went and hunted at mm-hmm. different junkyards to find mm-hmm. uh, door um, the, like the doors so that inside the door interior so that I can put that on, put the power and everything like that. I have everything wired. So I, I understand now that every car comes with it now. Like like the Civic LX is no longer the Civic LX. It's 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 a different car. That and, and I'll even say this for Nissan. Um, George, the Maxima, it's not a Maxima like it used to be. Have you driven the new Maxima, though? I haven't driven it. It's fun. It looks nice. It sounds great. It looks... And and the the contours, the lines... looks great. Everything looks really good. It doesn't seem like... It's an Avalon, though. It's a Nissan Avalon. That's what it is. Yeah? Yeah, it targets Avalon's comfort. It's 300 horsepower, but comfortable... 300 horsepower it's a nice car but it's not to your point it wasn't the 2008 Maxima no it's nothing anymore. it's nothing Even the 2011 it wasn't like that anymore. no yeah. those were sport those were sporty cars and don't get me started with infinity because they, they talking about talking about a brand they don't know who i am talking about a brand <laughs> that lost its vision it's infinity they literally came I, as quickly as I, they went this is exactly what i tell them i tell them all the time i never see infinities anymore they were, I, I, I wanted one so bad. I wanted yeah. a G35 um, performance package with the Bramble so badly. You know what I actually thought was really nice yeah. was the G37s when they yes. came out. Yes. G37S? Yes. When they, they came nice. out. And then they came with an IPL. Amazing, yeah. right? So, you know, so, okay, so you're not as, so I think it's because as well, as well, 
um, in Japan, they took a different, a different, I guess you could say, direction with Infinity. First of all, I've no, I, well, they they made Infinity their own their own actual uh, models. Yeah, yeah. They actually made all their own before. Yeah. Um, Infinity would be just labeled Nissan in Japan. Now the Infinities actually are holding their own, like like you'd see Acura here. So, but they're not selling as much. The Q50s aren't selling as much. The the Q60s aren't either. Um, it's it's unfortunate because they still ha they still pack a punch, and they and they're all wheel drive now. But yeah, it's a different it's a different thing. So that brings me to I, I think I always got to touch upon this because you know I'm a Nissan fanatic at heart. Um, George, what is your take on the 35? What are both your takes on the 35? George, go first. The R35? Yes, and especially the new one. The new one right now. The, the it, facelift, right? Yeah, because um, Ryan and I just watched a, a, a YouTube video. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this with, uh, what was it, Throttle House? Throttle yeah. House? Yeah, Throttle House. Okay. And they did a comparison between the GTR 34 V-Spec 2 okay. and the R35 uh, as a 50th, 50th anniversary, anniversary edition. Yeah. Um, I personally, now that you both have kind of, you know, had a conversation with me, I've personally grown to like the R35 even more now. And especially given after driving the, the 2021 GR Supra that I did uh, last week, Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, it, the, the sports paddle shifters aren't as bad of an issue for me as it was. I, I have my WRX, which I can always, you know, play with a stick, stick shift there, but I could, I could get used to it. What is your take on, on the, the 35 versus the 34? Because it seems to be the case that everyone just likes the analog feel of the 34. What what pros do you think the 35 has over the 34, if any? Before I go into that question, can I wrap up Infinity really quickly? Sure, go ahead. They were the pioneer of everything. They invented. They were the first to come up with that adaptive cruise control. Yeah. They were the BMW of the East. Yeah. BMW was scared. It was better than the E46 when the G35 yeah. came out. That was a crazy car, right? It like right three fifty yeah. with the tuxedo. Yeah. That's what I called the G thirty five. I drove that. You like that one, so anyways. I know <laughs> FX FX thirty five, the SUV, like pioneer of sport SUV. That's the first sporty SUV that ever came out. That focused on handling and like balance and right, like in the sound. They they focused on the VQ sound mm. and they had great engine. And to your point, G thirty seven Q fifty at that point, rear wheel drive based. SUV. That was super fun. People wanted that. It was rear-wheel drive? Rear-wheel drive base. I did not know Absolutely. That. I thought, man. And people were obsessed with that car, SUV, because all the executives were like, oh my God, this is crazy. I it literally is a sports car. Yeah. Hmm. But the vision all went back to CVT. Anyways, that's the disappointment, and that's why I'm not very happy with where it's going. It has the red sport. It has that, right? I'm going to circle back. I'm going to tie it all in with the R35, okay? okay? Yeah. Red sport, all that stuff is keeping up with the trend. It's not a trendsetter. Right? It's the cheapest 400 horsepower new car that you can buy on the market. It's a Q50 Red Sport. Okay? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a fast car, but it's not a dual clutch. It's a seven speed. I drove it. It's fast, but you can't be shifting gears like that. It's like, like it's, there's, there's no, it's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Mark 6 GTI feels good. Like, pop, 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 with a dual clutch, it yeah. feels good. It doesn't have that. 
right? Okay. That's, this is what it. So the tranny's lacking. The drivetrain's lacking. Or put a manual in then, if you if that yeah. autos. But they don't have a manual. They're they're, they're not, not going to do. They're not going back. You know that that's not happening. But they can because the four hundred that's coming out, it's a manual standard. I know. And the same powertrain, they you're, could really do that. I, I know they can, and the they could do it because they're doing it the four hundred. But they're doing that based on heritage. They're holding down the heritage, and they want people to buy. It. They want that is going to be Nissan's iconic sports car. Yeah. Because oh, and they're going to kill it. Because everyone that like yeah. that's gonna oh yeah, everyone's you're going to be seeing so many four hundred Zs out yeah. now. Because main main thing, and it was one thing that like really cut deep because um, when he said it on Throttle House on the YouTube channel, the R thirty the GTR was supposed to be the car under hundred grand that beat the cars over hundred yeah. grand. Yeah. So I'm going to tie it back to where we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 2009, when the R35 came out, the world got shook yeah. with that yeah. car. When they see the drag rim with the Gallardo, like with the 911 Turbo, like it's not even close, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's it was cheap. It was yeah. 80k or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Brand new. Yeah, start out 80k. Every kid, me included, every six year old wanted the GTR. They know that's like not even the because at that point the R34 went away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you could. Okay, yeah. you ready? Like, like no one thought about the r34 no, anymore yeah. the r33 R30, like that's gone this yeah. is the new holy grail this is the car this is the yeah. hero car mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. right there but then right like and then i think that trend continued to 2011 even with the facelift people still wanted that car yeah right but it's been nine years since 2011 it's been nine years yeah and the world has changed mm -hmm. right my take on it though it's the first gtr that's worldwide. You can get anywhere yes. in the world. Yes. Okay? And it's more influential, right? The car community is larger than it was in the 90s where the R34 yeah. came out. Yeah. That's the holy grail. And you have the holy grail of the 2000s. So if you own R30, R35, it's not even just a JDM thing. It's a car thing. It's a, it's, it's a, it's you, a worldwide You smoke thing. European cars all day long with that. You can. I'll, I'll say this. I did watch the... Uh, what was it? Uh, Car Wow? <laughs> yeah. You were very happy about that, weren't you, uh, Ryan? I watched Car Wow, uh, their, their YouTube channel. I'm very happy to actually uh, that they, they do what they do because it, it shows some things. I'd actually like to do what they do. Us three. I imagine us three uh, uh, drive testing cars. But anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, they put against the R35, the 911 Turbo S, and a Audi R8. And the 911 Turbo S smoked. Well, yeah, the GTR. The GTR came in last place every time. There's a new 911 Turbo S every three years. They literally invent. They literally perfect it every three years. Really? So you're running the yep. same 2009. Correct me if I'm wrong. Basically the same thing since 2009 technology. They, they the technology. They increased the power though. Increase the power on the... Uh... But, like, that power is not everything. You yeah. look at how, like, Porsches are literally little airplanes. It's crazy. Little spaceships. The way that the all-wheel steering, like, the power delivery, it's PDK. That's, like, that's, like, gold standard. That's, like, yeah. the, the benchmark for yeah. transmissions. They make the best. Porsche, like, I'm buying, like, I love Porsche. Porsches yeah, are the too. best. They make the best cars. Yes, yeah. we know both of you yeah. uh, would sell your souls for Porsches. Yes. <laughs> they make the best cars. Pure, like, Period. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. And I, it's just that, you know, I, I do think that, as I said, the R35 is an iconic car. It's just, where are the pros? Ryan, do you have anything that, that offer in terms of what you think compared to the R34 to the R30, the R35? 
I, I always go for so when this is personally speaking mm -hmm. I like something a bit more modern so for me R35 is generally more modern than the 34 yes it's just how it is it's the era that it's built in um, it is just more modern it is it's, but it's and yeah the modding poten yes. potential on yes. the 35 is ridiculous you have guys running 2,000 horsepower Yes, stock block, um, stock internals. Yeah, right? like it's insane. You, you watch the videos on YouTube. These guys are at the drag strip and they're pulling sevens. Like it's crazy. <laughs> are you serious? Seven five. Are you serious? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, these yeah, guys yeah, have yeah, to yeah. have like two, three hundred k invested yeah, in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's but that's fair. It's like, but you did say you did say earlier when we were watching that sh that yeah. show that the the thirty four when you saw how they were driving it, and you're like. Even you saw the the uh, multifunction gauges, like see that's timeless right there. You said that for the age, for the age, absolutely. Because when that came out, no other car had that. Like when the thirty four was released, no other car in the market had that. Yeah, you want to say something? Jordan? I have something to say. I'll give you a very solid example on the differences between an R thirty four and R thirty five. Okay, Ready? feel it. R thirty four is how you feel. It's it's the time travel, it's the time capsule yeah. that you want to get into. That's in the in the '90s era. That's the holy grail, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just like a 1966 Mustang GT 350, crazy car, Shelby, right? Mm -hmm. Amazing! Yeah. It's the fastest freaking thing, and at its time in the '60s, mm -hmm. you hop into a 20 uh, 2019 GT 350R Mustang, mm -hmm. flat crank V8. Yeah. That thing would move like a Prius versus a Ferrari. Like it's like the the old the sixty six versus mm -hmm. the, that's the difference, right? Yeah. Like it, you're for the era, the R thirty four is crazy, but it's all of a for now though the price and the, how much you're paying for it, it's a hyped price. It's just a what what's the word for it? But it's like um, almost like a obsession or a fascination price. Well, it's 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 a collector's item, and that's, it's a collector. That's exactly that's it. That's exactly it. it. It's it's. It's meant for, well, automotive collectors now. Yeah. Better, automotive yeah. enthusiasts. Like I agree. The general public would look at that car and be like, I pay you 10 grand for this. Not knowing what it is. Right? Yeah. But that's why it's the market that is there for that car. They're willing to pay the price. And that's, that's, that's why it's going to keep going up. And that's why Ryan and I probably are dying for an air-cooled Porsche 911, but yep. it's not worth it for 70 grand versus you can get a Turbo S for the same price, yeah. 997.2. Like, yeah. right? It's, yeah. Is it worth it? Like, what's that's the difference. Yeah. That's the dilemma, right? Well, for me, uh, yeah, if you have the cash, obviously a 34 is going to be timeless, but a 35 is going to beat a 34 out the box. That's the that's the thing. Well, I mean, it's naturally designed to do that. Yeah, it's just that as I I do believe, just as I, which folks, I also got to test drive uh, uh, George's Miata, nineteen ninety uh, Mazda Miata, um, and it's just the feel. Like it, you oh, pay, yeah. you're paying for a feel now, and I think it's it's a thing because especially with we're, we're in love with nineties cars. I I grew up with nineties cars. You know how the, those cars feel. You feel everything through the steering wheel. That was one of the other things, uh, George, which we watched on that uh, YouTube uh, clip where they they made a turn and 
you actually had a comment that I I, I was very I was precarious about when they turned and they turned they made that right right turn and then they said in the thirty four see you can feel this thing handles the corner handles the corner and then they went to thirty five and they did the same turn and they're like see I don't like this like yeah on the straight you can't beat the launch control or anything like that but when you're on the corner it's like I don't even feel the road I don't even feel the front end. And what did you say? I think you said something along the lines. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You're like, I don't think it's that bad or something like that. That is what I said. I think it all comes out to the person driving the car. Um, I think a lot of automotive journalists and a lot of automotive enthusiasts over-exaggerate mm -hmm. the aids in the, in the monitoring car. <clears throat> Chris so, Harris? Yeah. Uh, no names mentioned. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, yeah, so like just watching the episode when they're like, oh, there's no feel to the steering. It's people have to understand or journalists need to understand the cars are not made for enthusiasts anymore. They're made to design. The Be manufacturers the make this make a car to make money. Um, it makes it they make it so it's faster than whatever. Uh, came before it. Mm -hmm. That's what they design cars. Um, it's great to have cars that you know had that old feel and the things that you're used to, but it's oh, I'd say a select few companies still do that, and Porsche is one of them. Yep, they still offer yep. the manual transmission. Mm. Um, it's one that you can actually get, and who knows how long that's going to be for. But as of right now, that's the case. Where a lot of almost all companies are getting rid of manuals. They're just not economical to manufacture anymore. Nobody buys them. Oh, that's fair. Go ahead. And Porsche is also one of the companies that, you know, when they figure out a formula, they won't change it. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's always the same principle. The 911, it's improvement over improvement, but the design, the, the I guess the, the DNA, the soul, still there. Every single generation 911 that you go, even with the box, like just any, I would say Porsche is there, right? Subaru too. I feel like Subaru stick with their principles. Like, yeah. Don't well, EJ and EJ for over 30 years can show you that they, they definitely don't want to yeah. yeah. move. Well, they just, I guess you could say, uh, ended the marriage. Yeah. Because the the new the new uh, 2022 W uh, WRX and STI, uh, well the STI mainly is going to be coming with an FA. You know what's interesting? Um, sorry, not completely related to this, but I sent you an article this week. Audi. Audi is no longer developing new engines. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy that. to know that we're approaching the end of an era. Yeah. Like they're still supported, still. Yep. You know, make parts for it. Yep. But net new developments, not developing any new engines. That's uh, that's pretty crazy, to think that. You know, electric is fully next. Yeah. And um, <laughs> get your stocks ready, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to, to to his point, to build on that R30, uh, R35, right? Mm -hmm. That might be your last chance to a modern era, 2000 yeah. era supercar, Japanese supercar. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm still, like, that's why even guys, like, I, I, I know you guys have been telling me, you know, if possible, get like a, a 2012 or up everyone's been telling me that but if i have to get a 2010 i'm gonna get a 2010 because nothing wrong with that it's nothing wrong with it. still get an r35 yeah so I'm, i'll still enjoy it um 
but yeah, like that's why I've kind of come to terms with it uh, um, in regards to coming to probably getting that car. But I did want to show you a couple things um, before I get into my last little questions. Uh, here, you guys can't see it, but we'll describe it to you. I'm showing a picture of my engine on my front clip that I purchased, my first modified engine, that, or JDM engine that I purchased. And uh, this mm -hmm. was my red top SR20. And this was still in my half cut of a 180SX that I bought. So that was, that was honestly, it was the best time of my life. I couldn't believe I actually purchased that. Um, How much did you pay for Jamal? If you don't uh, mind me uh, asking. You know, <laughs> nowhere near Call the audience. what people paid nowadays. <laughs> I paid total $3,000 for that half cut of a car. And you could have taken any part of it. Too, I right? took, uh, well, yeah, you know, what's so, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was a young kid. And no offense to intense motorsports, but, you know, you could have let me know if you're really being honest. Um, they kept all the other parts for my car because they knew they were going to get the stuff for it. So I didn't think much of it. I didn't think I just wanted the engine or whatever it needed. But, yeah, they I could have kept the headlights, sold off the headlights, the fenders, the, the bumper, uh, the JDM steering wheel, like, uh, yep. everything I could have taken off there. But yeah, I, I, I got that for $3,000 and now you can't even find half cuts as long as far as I know of any JDM cars anymore. Um, this is another picture of the, I think this was my K, KA being taken out of my car. Uh, my single overhead cam SOHC 140 horsepower engine. Did that one die? Or was it um, I, I flew off a hill. <laughs> and uh and completely uh, like dented in the oil pan so uh, like yeah. so it died yeah it died okay it died um and this is my sr20 out of the the engine bay and this is the sr20 in my actual 240sx wow. retractable that lights just like yours look at your car man there's literally not a spot of rust in that oh that's because i i got it painted oh you did okay, i got okay, it painted okay, i got okay. the body work done um, I don't think you get body work. Why did you sell it, Jamal? <laughs> what I, the heck? I, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> that was honestly a memory that I am glad I have. That's pictures, awesome. Yeah, yeah uh, that's awesome. I, I would cherish. And um, you guys have already seen my S14 on my Instagram page. If anybody wants to check it out, um, it's uh, jclay underscore jdm. It's an open page that so you can check out. I have pictures of my uh, S14. It's actually pictures taken by the second owner because. Unfortunately, uh, I lost all the pictures on my my laptop that was stolen, uh, both my S13 and S14. Uh, but yeah, luckily he took some pictures so you could see the motor, and he didn't change much. Um, and then uh, yeah, I got one my S14, and then I had my S my 350, and it's been a, a, a great yeah. a great experience ever since. And that brings me to my questions. I just want to kind of wrap it up here for you guys. Um, one, what uh, in just a very short way that you guys could explain, uh, go with you first, Ryan, what does being a car enthusiast mean to you? What does, um, e like EDM mean to you? Uh, it's part of a lifestyle. It's part of a hobby brings everyone together. Um, especially nowadays you, you think about, uh, where this world is today and all of the social issues that are going on. And, you know, we have the three of us, look at us, three distinct cultures, uh, maybe not so much me and you, Jamal, but um, nonetheless, uh, you know, it just brings people together. Yeah. Um, everyone's thinking, like, everyone is excited to see what you're bringing. Mm -hmm. Everyone's excited to see what you have under the hood, what you're what you're doing, what your thought process is, what kind of car you're trying to build. You're building a track car. 
building a drag car, you're building a circuit car. A daily, like a nice daily. A daily, a street car, yeah. a street racer car. Yeah. Like, what are you what are you building? And it's just because there's so much personalization in car culture. Um, that's that's what it is to me. It's 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 per, it's lifestyle, and it just it brings everyone together. Nice, that's amazing. I I, I agree. What about you, George? I, uh, what does JDM mean to you? What's being a car? What does JDM mean to me? Um, me to you. I feel like you know, I resonate with Ryan saying right. Um, there's a, I I'm just gonna not switch the topic, but I'm gonna point you guys to a video by um, Carson. I think it's called Carson Gasoline. Have mm-hmm. you heard of these guys? They're Canadian. Yeah. They did a bunch of road trip videos, but um, they made one video. It was like, cars do not make you happy. That's what the, that's what the, they're a car enthusiast channel, right? Yep. Cars do not make you happy. Watch that video because it's a lifestyle. You can have fun. You can also get sucked in. Like, right? It's, yeah. it, you, you can get out of hand, right? So don't be, I, I think at the end of the day, for me, is it's one thing to share your passion and share your work or your build with other yep. people. But don't be comparing with other people. Mm-hmm. I don't. No. It's not a race. It's not a. It is a competition in a sense because people go to car shows, right? If that's your bill, if that's what you want to do, absolutely. But yeah. don't get sucked into it. It's an expensive hobby, right? It, it can't. It really can be. You can spend ten grand right. very easily on any car, mm-hmm. right? Easily. And and like at the and especially in like a span of three years, and you spend ten grand. It's like it's not that bad. But when you think about it, right? Still ten grand. And it's not your car is not changing that much in a regular person's eye, yeah. like. If it, if it works for, like, if that's, like, what makes it happy, if financially, like, everyone's at a different standpoint, yep. too, right? If that's something, if you're living within your means, absolutely, go all out, right? Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, for me, it's, like, um, it, it's definitely, like, a big, big part of my life, and it's not something that I will ever give up, right? Yeah. It's yeah. something that makes me extremely, it brings people together. I love the community portion. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's similar to life, right? Like who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just different, there's toxic people in the carbon community too. Yes. Yes. Lots of them, right? Yeah. Lots of them. And I think it's just being careful navigating through that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's something that brings people together and you know, it's, 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 it's a creative, um, it's a creative piece too. Yeah. Right? yeah creative you can atmosphere. really put your own touch it's, to it. It's, I feel personally, um, based on both your answers it's an it's a, a different ver- version of art so to speak and everyone is with their own car their own personal creative artists of what they're trying to illustrate what they're trying to illustrate what is coming through their imagination and they're putting into reality and to see just like how you go into a uh, uh, an art gallery and see it painting and mm-hmm. say man what was it going through this person's mind and mm-hmm. it it mm-hmm. it, it it puts just so many thoughts in your head and you're just like, man, somebody could create something like this and with so much talent. We see, we do the same thing with our cars. It's our own illustration of our own personalities. And I, I, I think that that is what, and the fact that we are so, it brings such a good communal vibe. That's what brings us together because we're all trying to just paint our own pictures. And I think that's, that's, that's a great thing. Um, honestly guys, this was honestly great. Uh, I think we need to do this even more often. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> honestly, honestly yeah, great conversations. Right? Honestly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yo, honestly, guys, thanks for coming by. Thanks for even driving the car. Because yeah. when people drive my car, <laughs> I can't lie. Just seeing how my car is being driven, 
it makes you like your car even more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't hold back. <laughs> when you drove my car, yeah. I, I, I was yeah, yeah, we yeah. literally just met. Like, I was like, dude, I've never seen my car being driven yeah, by another yeah. person before. It feels yeah. nice. Not in the passenger seat. Yeah. Right? And I was like, yo, that's cool. It, it makes you, it makes you like your car. Yeah. It makes Different you like perspective. your car. I, I can honestly say that. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, we need to do this. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can probably set up some more... Get make some more friends, set up some more test drives, uh, see some more different kinds of cars. Because yeah, uh, unfortunately, you know, it is COVID, and we are taking proper precautions, uh, making sure we sanitize masks and stuff like that. But you know what? I think as much as it's COVID, we need to still keep on living and I, I and bring joy to our lives because that's what keeps um, keeps you going. So, uh, guys, stay safe. Honestly, it's um, this episode was locked. It was loaded, and I love it. As I always say. Um, stay tuned. I'll have more episodes uh, talking about doing more scar stuff. Take care, guys. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, and please, um, I just want to let you guys know that uh, if your comments are definitely appreciated. So if you'd like to let me know of anything you'd like to hear about like to um for me to do uh discuss um any adventures that you'd like me to try to take place in uh please let me know um you can follow my instagram at jclay underscore jdm jclay underscore jdm uh, please also subscribe to my youtube channel uh, i have a lot of content that's going to be coming out for that as well um, which is locked and loaded JDM, L O C apostrophe D, and the word and loaded, regular spelling JDM. And uh, you're going to have a lot of content coming out. Uh, you wouldn't believe all the things I've actually been doing these last few weeks. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, if anybody wants to also uh, listen to another podcast, please listen to Cars and uh, Car Religion, sorry, Car Religion, the podcast uh, for George Wu. Um, it's a w- wicked podcast. They have quite a few episodes out. Uh, I'm sure you, you'll definitely be impressed in what you're hearing. All right. Take care. <laughs>